listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is the Road to Omaha Podcast presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us at, at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter, and you can follow Apollo HOU also on Twitter. Now, I'm your host, Stoney. I'm here with my guy, Dez. And Dez, there was a lot of crazy baseball here on Sunday and a lot of crazy baseball over the whole weekend. How was it? Uh, absolutely bananas weekend. Um, we saw Vanderbilt show that they're human. We saw Texas do Texas things. We saw Arkansas Ole Miss put up a bazillion runs against each other. Um, and that's just few of the teams we'll discuss today it was an absolutely wild weekend and uh, i can't wait to get into it yeah football scores were being put up left and right this weekend i don't oh yeah is it the spring air is is it the humidity starting to cook down here in the south is the ball starting to carry a little bit more i i don't know what it is but balls are flying out of ballparks left and right and it was an incredible weekend like you had 14 runs in the Vanderbilt game. You had 18 to 14 in the Arkansas Ole Miss game today. Texas put up 15 and 13. Mississippi State put up 19 today. Like the top five is putting up runs left and right. And you know who else is putting up left runs left and right, Des? You know who else? Our Louisiana Tech Diamond Dogs. Diamond nine, dogs. nine games this year with 10 plus runs scored, including today on Sunday. April 11th. So they're going to be a tough out. I, I know like tongue in cheek. We, we say these, this, like these jokes, but legitimately they're going to be a tough out come regionals and supers. Uh, the, the boys are just, they're vibing down there. Absolutely vibing, putting up runs. We, we hitch our wagon to some teams that people don't hitch their wagons to. And Louisiana tech, they're 24 and seven. They're four and zero this week at rice. They won six Oh seven, six 20 to six and 13 to four. Yeah, that's a. There, there's a few runs a on the board. The office. Yeah, that's a good day at the office. Yes, yeah, so sure. our our Diamond Dogs, they're cooking. Diamond Dogs. Our Oregon Ducks, they're they're playing their third game against the uh, the Civil War Oregon State Beavers, and uh, guess who took the series there? Oh yeah, uh, quack. Quack. quack, 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 quack. Our, our ducks. Yeah. Our ducks. Sco ducks. That's all it is. Big o. We're big O's over here. Yeah. So last week. We, we picked a few series, and they were all the top 25 ranked teams against each other, and uh, there were seven series. Now, Des went six and one. What was that? Sorry, you broke up a little bit. I did, I did what? Des went six and one. That, that's six, six wins one. to one loss. Wow. Um, I'd say that's pretty good. It's a pretty good weekend for Des. Not a bad, not a bad handicap week. Now, all we need to do is get Ribbert and uh, Vegas – up there cooking and get some college baseball on the board because we're tired of not seeing it. We got college basketball. We got college football. Get the next, get the next man on board. If they did college baseball where we could bet on it, we would make a bazillion dollars. I don't know if a bazillion is real, but we'd do it. That's how much money we'd make. We'd either be bazillionaires or we'd be dead ass broke and moving out and selling everything. But that's, there's no in between and that's okay. Cause that's how betting is. That's how we do it at Apollo HOU. All or nothing. Follow us at Apollo HOU on Twitter and Instagram. Now, as we, we picked the Miami pit game, we both picked Miami. 
and it but it didn't the frauds. Well. The frauds. I'll yeah, say they're, they're fraud. absolutely, absolutely. We're not doing fraud or not this week because the people that you'd expect to be on the fraud or not list are all getting frauds. So it'd be a boring segment. Everybody's yeah. a fraud on there. So yeah, Pitt won that series pretty handily. So props to the Pitt Panthers. We counted them out after their third, fourth weekend in the top 25 and they just kept losing. So we, we counted them out. And then another two schools on the ACC, Notre Dame and Georgia tech, they battled it out, but uh, Notre Dame, those gold helmets and those home runs, it, it, they came to win. They came to win. I mean, Notre Dame right now is just kind of like, they're the King's guard. They're just wearing these, these gold helmets and this game of Thrones life. And they're just, they're just doing their job quietly. They're 16 and five uh, went for the sweep today. Didn't get it. Lost four to two, but they're just, they're just vibing the, the boys. I, and I, and I made that joke and I said, touchdown Jesus isn't walking through that door, but home run Jesus may be walking through that door. Because his gold helmets, they're uh, they're stacking some wins. They're stacking they're some wins for sure. It's working for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So we both took Notre Dame there. It's an easy dub. So now moving on to the next ACC matchup. We got Florida State and Louisville. Des took Louisville. He stuck with his gut. I, I went with my gut. I thought Florida State was playing decent ball, and I thought Louisville was a little bit of a slight F-word. I thought they were creeping up on that fraud or not list, and – yeah, they shut me up. So Florida State Seminoles, they uh, didn't have it this weekend, but that's okay. Louisville, twenty and ten. But but then again, also Louisville went two and two this week. They dropped that midweek to Kentucky. Yeah, they then, do it every week. They're two and two every week. And then they won. I mean, they won the series, which that's all that matters, right? Is winning your weekend series. I, I said it. I stood on the. I stood on the mountain. And said midweeks don't matter. But for Louisville, it just seems like it's 500 ball right now for them. They're, and they're they're 20 and 10. They're number seven in the country going into going into Sunday. Uh, I'm sure with the voting, they'll they'll move up maybe a bit, uh, depending on how the voters handle Ole Miss and Vandy. But it's just I don't know. I don't know. Dalton over at Apollo, he's diehard Louisville fan. He's been touting them up. Been touting them up, and we're here from them, or we call them frauds. We call them frauds. I just don't know what Louisville team's going to show up, and I, I don't have any confidence picking them in a regional. But if they were to make it to a super regional, I wouldn't be surprised because I just don't know what what Louisville teams going to show up. I don't. I don't. I just don't know. Yeah, for sure. And we we've been calling the ACC's frauds. We're screaming it from the mountaintops in Louisville. If you're the best team in this conference and you're going two and two every week and losing to a very bad Kentucky team that got swept last week and then ended up losing a series to a not good LSU team at home. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I mean, we we've said this again and again, midweeks don't matter, but when it's against a rival and a team that is not nearly as good as you, I mean, Texas, Texas A&M, it happened last week and we talked about it, but Kentucky's not Texas A&M. Let's just put it that put it that way. So Louisville two and two is not going to cut it every week. You're going to have to go three and one. You're going to have to go four and zero oh the next couple of weeks in order to keep that number seven spot. I want to say they're going to move down to eight or nine just because teams behind them had really good weeks and then teams ahead of them had okay weeks. There was no bad weeks other than should, should we should we talk about the Vanderbilt Commodores? Let's talk about it. Let's dive into it. All right. So they're I'm, human. I, they're human. And it's baseball. 
It's baseball. That's all it is. I, I'm not going to hold it too hard against Vanderbilt because, like we said, the SEC is tough. And, yeah, well, Georgia's, Georgia's not the best one in the SEC. They are actually the second worst team in the East. They're 5-7 and seven in the SEC. It's not a great team to have a losing series against, especially when you're losing 14-2 to and 9-1 to in the two games that you've lost. Look – we, we, we talked about this. We talked about how Vanderbilt is a – if they don't win the national championship this year, something terribly went wrong. We're not going to say there's going to be a perfect season because baseball doesn't work that way. Uh, you, can't sit on the, you can't sit on the ball. You can't run out the clock. You, you still got to throw the ball over the middle of the plate. We've, we thought they could slip up somewhere during SEC play, but I don't think either me or you thought it would be Georgia. Is that a fair statement? hundred percent. Georgia has very good baseball teams nearly year in and year out. Correct. For some reason, this year is the one that's out. They're not the normal Georgia. They're not a Georgia team that's stacked with pitchers left and right, and they can outpitch anyone. They're just an average SEC team, which in the around the country, an average SEC team is typically one of the better teams in your conference, but you just happen to be Georgia in the SEC against Vanderbilt, Florida, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Tennessee. I mean, there's just teams coming out of our ears in the SEC. And Georgia is not one of those dudes right now. And they came in and beat the dude. In Nashville. In Nashville. And and it started with Friday night. It started with, uh, with the I'm guy. Sorry, Thursday night. It was Thursday night. Yeah, they did the Thursday, Friday, Saturday game again. And I was, I had a whole thing prepared. If Vanderbilt had came in and swept Georgia, I would have been like, hey, there's no more Sunday problems in Vanderbilt because apparently they've just decided they're going to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday and just completely avoid the Sunday problem. That that didn't happen. They still have a Sunday problem because their Sunday guy lost again. the day or yesterday, I guess. And Umar Rocker. Yeah, touched up. Seven hits, six runs, uh, three homers, three bombs given up. He only went five. He struck out 12. So the 15 outs he he recorded, 12 of them were strikeouts. Um, That's the most MLB the show numbers I've ever seen. Oh, 100%. This is ship it on ranked seasons, and you your guy throws five innings, gives up six runs, and has 12 strikeouts. It's it's MLB the show. That's all Um, But for Georgia to go in to put up 14 on rockers, something Jack did what Jack Leiter does. Right. I think he went yeah. seven innings, uh, 13. Yeah. And he had 13 strikeouts. 13 strikeouts. Yeah. They won five to two normal Vanderbilt game. Um, he didn't even get the win. Yeah. So they, uh, uh, they did come back in like the eighth inning. I think yeah. they had knocked in a few runs, but. And then, and then Patrick Riley on for them, only went three innings, got got hit with the loss. Um, for that game three, they lost nine to one, and Georgia put out eleven hits, um, nine runs. That's efficient in in Nashville. I mean, that one through five right now is just a jockeying position. I feel like we're coming down that that third stretch, and all these teams are just kind of swapping swapping spots. Um, it's just. We thought this was going to happen. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. And it's worrisome. Um, Because 
we all expect Vanderbilt to be there at the end, dogpiling in Omaha. But if Rocker's not on or Jack's not on, there's some question marks there. Absolute question marks there. Yeah, and I don't see Vanderbilt falling farther than five in the rankings, honestly. I understand that yeah. the losses were big, but D1 baseball takes the team as a team as a whole, not just one weekend at a time. They did one weekend at a time for the first four or five weekends of the season, but we're here in week eight. Like we're probably halfway over the season and you can't have a weekend like that against a lesser SEC team. You can have a weekend like that against Arkansas or Ole Miss or Tennessee or all these teams that are in the top 10 that deserve to be in the top 10. You can have one of those weekends where that team comes in and they touch you up and that it is what it is. You wipe your hands clean, you go to work next weekend, but Vanderbilt has a job next week and they got to play the number six team, Tennessee, who did a number on the Florida Gators who are now officially on our frauds list. Yeah, I agree. The Gators are frauds. I don't know what happened to them this year. They came in the consensus number one team in the nation. They did not have Vanderbilt there. D1 baseball, baseball America, every ranking you could find out there before the season started was like, hey, these Gators, they're coming back. They're like that 2017 team. They're coming in. And they're going to come in hot and they've come in the exact opposite. They're just ice melting on the floor. They're, they're not doing a job. They're losing. I think they lost nine straight road games coming into Sunday where they ended wow. up winning. They ended up winning against Tennessee at Tennessee, seven to six. They had to come from behind in that one as well, but Florida's ooh, they're, they're rough. But on the other hand, Tennessee volunteers worst orange in the nation, but Hey, y'all are playing some really good baseball. They're they're 27 and six. They went three and one last week. And you you can't ask for a, a better weekend playing a rival heading into Vanderbilt next next week. Like you get Vander, Vanderbilt at home, you're playing well at home, coming off a big series win. I, they've got to be confident heading into Vandy after seeing what Georgia did to them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're all excited. And we talked about this offline that Tennessee's just quietly putting a very, very damp good season together. And because all the talk right now is Ole Miss, Vandy, uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas, you know, the, you're talking about LSU. You're talking more about LSU's losing season than you're talking about Tennessee's winning season. And that's a big problem for all of us, right? Because that means we're not doing our job correctly because we're not talking about this team who's just stacking W's in the SEC and quietly playing really damn good baseball. Yeah, and I will say that Tennessee Tennessee has only played one decent SEC team so far. They've played the lesser teams. They beat up on Georgia. They beat up on Alabama. But that's what you got to do. And that's what you are supposed to do. And they are doing a job. And that is why they're number six in D1 baseball rankings. And I, I did I'd probably guess they're number five next week. I, I don't know if Ole Miss falls all the way out of the top five. I don't know where Vanderbilt lies, all that kind of stuff. But they're, they're going to be top six, top five next week. And they're, they're playing really good baseball. And like you said, we're talking about LSU losing more than we're talking about Tennessee winning, which is a problem because LSU is a staple program. Tennessee is not. You, you can give all the excuses you can, but Tennessee's good. And if they go in and beat Vanderbilt next weekend, I, I'm going to be very confused, Whew. one. And two, I'm going to be a little bit scared. Are you excited still if they get one, if they take one of three? Because you got to think Vandy's in a bounce back. You got to think Martin, 
is going to coach Barnes going to get all those boys lined up, you know, how do I say this? So in high school, we were the number one team in the country. And when we lost, it was always a wake up call because we knew we were the number one in the country. We knew that we had this target on our back and it's, it's tough. It's tough when you're a, a team that is um, always talked about, always in the news, always being mentioned and all these other teams feel slighted just naturally. So now that they got punched in the mouth, Coach Martin, I believe, is one of the best baseball minds we, we've seen. How do they respond to that? And it almost sucks for Tennessee because we're, we're sitting there, we're talking about how good they've been, and they could easily get swept and blown out next week. And we're just like, Vandy's just doing Vandy things. Um, it, it sucks that they're following up this Vanderbilt matchup after a loss, a series loss, because um, – Vandy's on high alert, you know, Vandy's definitely on a high alert coming into this week and let's see if Tennessee's for real. Yeah. And like you said, before you went on your spiel about your team and everything, I think if Tennessee wins one, it's a disappointment next weekend. They're at home. They're coming off of a high. I think they've got to take two out of three against Vanderbilt to be really excited. Because early in the season, when Vanderbilt was playing Oklahoma State, we're like, hey, if Oklahoma State gets one, that's a win for them. Mm-hmm. We're, we're halfway through the season now, and I, I think you got to take two or three at home every weekend, week in, week out, no matter who's coming to town, whether it's Bandy, it's Florida, it's Ole Miss, it's Arkansas. You got to – one of those SEC – the big brothers of the SEC, they're coming every weekend, probably now, because Tennessee, they've, they've had a few easy weekends. They got Florida this weekend. They got Bandy next weekend. I'm not sure who they've got after that, but I'm sure the easy teams aren't coming in left and right now. You're going to have a, a few hard weekends in a row, and then you're going to get a couple of easy weekends. That's how the SEC works. So I think they got to take two out of three, but nevertheless, 27 wins. I mean, they're cooking right now. They're playing very well. Um, volunteers are hot, and they're playing a team that was not very hot this weekend. So like you said, Kumar, I, I kind of expect him to go like eight innings and 16 oh, punches or something so stupid. He's going to so be bad. upset. He's going to be upset. And that smile isn't going to be on his face until after the game when he understands that he just pitched nine shutout innings and he's going to laugh in the volunteer's face. Yeah. I'm calling my shot there, but like either, either here nor there. Um, should we talk about what happened at uh, Swayze Field in Oxford, Mississippi this weekend? We could talk about it. We don't have to talk a lot about it. I just, I, I mean, just wanna... I know Look, everyone, everyone listening right now, first off, happy birthday to my co-host, Mr. Stoney himself. It's, it's his day. It's his weekend. And I think he was more excited about what happened in this matchup than what his Bulldogs did. Is that fair to say? No, it wasn't because today I spent about four and a half hours watching Mississippi State put up 19 runs on Auburn, and I hate Auburn. Now, I live in in Alabama, North Alabama, so I'm nowhere near Tuscaloosa or Auburn. I don't like either of their schools because of their fans. I have nothing against their schools. I have nothing against their teams. I don't like their fans. They're annoying, and it's just unfathomable how annoying that each of those fan bases are, and Auburn – acts like they're better than Alabama. And that's what pisses me off because Alabama's almost better in every single sport. It's not even really close. Alabama's actually better than Auburn in swimming now, which Auburn had for 20 plus years. Like 
you're just not as good as Alabama and it's okay. That's, that's what it is. That's what annoys me. So to go into Auburn and sweep Auburn and put up 19 runs on a Sunday, shout out Rowdy Jordan. He's our uh, center fielder for Mississippi state. He owns Auburn. He is Auburn daddy year in and year out. He breaks out against Auburn. And today on Sunday, he got hit four times hit by pitch four times, six times this weekend. He got hit. They just didn't want to face him. They knew he was going to do damage, so they they didn't do anything. But back back to Oxford. The reason I was more hyped up about this maybe than I was about Friday and Saturday for Mississippi State is because I had some fighting words that were put on the Road to Omaha podcast. Um, I did not tweet this one out. I want that fair and square because sometimes I don't want to be an unbiased national baseball journalist. Most of the times I will. There's that. 0.5% 0.5% chance that I don't want to be. And that's what happened because Des, Des tweeted out a video of the beer showers. I did. It, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just getting infatuated with beer showers. If if you went to a little league field and the, and the parents did beer showers, I would go to that field and throw beer showers as well. I'm just infatuated with, with beer showers. No, that's Ole electric as all hell. Well. That would be electric as hell. Going to a little league game, high school game, middle school, peewee. Beer showers. Awesome. When you go to Oxford and do it in Lake Swayze and you have the power of blue, just uppity Mississippians in the in the outfield, it just it irks me because I know how they act and I know what they do. Ah, just it's it's cringeworthy when they do it. Any Why other school in the, the nation. Why are you the way you are? You you, you did the same thing with Texas A&M I last did, week. I did. Okay. It, I did. It's something that's in our bones that does not as all, not allow us to like those teams in any way, shape, or form. Now, I have given Ole Miss compliments left and right on this podcast. I've tweeted out some of their highlights. You have. Out of the spite of my heart, I've done you're it. You're an unbiased BJ journalist. And this weekend, I couldn't do it. I, hey, I just couldn't do it. It's your birthday weekend. That's all right. And next week, I, I most definitely won't be doing it because Ole Miss <laughs> is going to Mississippi State. And that's the one week in a year that I have to not be an unbiased. And I, I just can't. I can't be unbiased. But, fair. yeah, Arkansas, Ole Miss, let's just talk about Sunday because it's the rubber match. Arkansas's up 11 runs, I believe, in the first five innings, four, four innings, I believe. 11 runs, and then Ole Miss starts cutting it down. They, just, they got an axe out, and they started chopping the wood. Just chopping it, chopping it away. The game was, the game was tied 14-14 at one point. Just mass chaos that was happening. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what was happening. Every time I looked on Twitter, there was a home run here. There was a home run there. There was a beer shower here. There was a beer shower in the right field. Like, just kept going left and right. And they, they built the lead, and then Arkansas came back. They tied it. And then all of a sudden, Arkansas put up four runs, and they ended at 18-14. to 14. Like we were saying, football scores left and right this weekend. It was absolute bananas. It was crazy. It was awesome. We also we also said that there was a chance that we well, we stated that Arkansas may have a pitching problem because all it is putting up a bazillion runs, right? And Ole Miss was hitting nuclear home runs at an increased rate. And it was an unmovable force, you know, meeting an unmovable object situation, whatever the saying is. And that's what this weekend showed up to be. It was just 
home runs on home runs on home runs on home runs. And I was here for it because I love home runs. No, oh, yeah, it was it was absolutely electric. It was it was a lot of fun. And no matter who would have won that game, that game would have been incredible. It just so happens that I'm a little bit more happy because Ole Miss ended up losing. Yeah. Makes me a little bit more happy. It doesn't make me like ecstatic or anything. It's just it's a little satisfying. It's a nice it's a nice birthday present. It's a good Mississippi birthday State present. gets a sweep. Ole Miss loses a series. It's just but like I said last week. I won't be putting Ole Miss on the frauds list this week. I was going to wait until after the Mississippi State series just to steer clear of karma and the road to Omaha curse of where we put someone on the frauds list and then they're immediately very good. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have them on the list, no matter which way they fell on that list. But coming up next, we're going to talk about our players of the week and the biggest games of next weekend. Coming up on the Road to Omaha podcast. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Maybe a little five-star review action. I don't know. Whatever you're feeling. And follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha podcast or at Road to Omaha pod on Twitter. And then you can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U on Twitter. Now, before we get into the players of the week and next week's big series let's talk about something that went down in lubbock the old red raiders of texas tech played against the uh tcu horn frogs and last week you stuck with your gut you said texas tech was going to bounce back i went with my gut my gut was wrong i went with the horn frogs i have a little personal tie to the horn frogs but neither here nor there TCU came or Texas Tech came out on top. They they played some really good ball, and they hit a lot of home runs today on Sunday, seventeen to seven to win the rubber match. That's rough, like for the the Horn Frogs. That's really good for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Like we said, they needed a bounce back weekend, and that's exactly what Texas Tech got. And we didn't think they were going to get it with that first game. <clears throat> you you no. you had tweeted, you had texted me, you were like, "Hey, the the Horn Frogs are here," and I was like. I was kind of surprised. I was like, okay, I thought, you know, that that after after that first game when TCU won seven to three, I was like, oh shit, Texas Texas a tough spot. And then they won the second game six to five. And then this last game, they just were like, hey, we're just gonna hit, we're gonna hit all the home runs today. There's nothing you can do about it. We're just gonna hit a billion home runs, and you're gonna have to take a TCU. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And and TCU clawed back at the beginning. It was. I think it was eight to one in like the fifth inning. Texas Tech was killing them already. And then TCU clawed back. It was eight to five. They had a three-run shot to get it within three. They had a couple more guys on base, couldn't get them in. And then Texas Tech came right back and hit like three homers the next inning. So it is what it is. Texas Tech, they're they're good. We we've said it. We we're kind of confused because they started off a little slow. They came back. They've been really strong, hadn't played a lot of great competition. And then last weekend had a, a rough series loss to a bad big 12 opponent and then they came in against a really good big 12 opponent top 10 team tcu and they gave them the business that's exactly what texas they, tech did exactly what they did so props to texas tech we, we didn't mention it in the last segment so there, there it is tech fans tcu fans sorry for that um now players of the week is an interesting segment because there's like 140 D1 baseball teams, you can't choose just 
top 25 week in and week out. But that's where the best competition is, so that's what we keep doing. And there are so many good lines. There, There's so many homers, so many, many strikeouts. Does it not feel like every the top three hitters for every team in the country is like batting over 400, 500 right now? With 10-plus bombs. and yeah. yeah. With almost 30 games in, it feels like half the league is hitting over 400, 500 with, you know, 60, 70 at-bats. It's a it's, terrifying year for pitchers. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> Left and right, homers are just leaving in game after game after game after game. And we've been talking about it each week. We got this guy. He's hit a home run each in the last four games. Well, Tess, do you want to start it off? Because, boy, do we have some news for you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to start? Sure, sure. I'll start because I don't have a hitter on mine. Surprise. Indiana, the Indiana Hoosiers, a baseball school. Surprise. McCade Brown, he's been on this list before. He started here on Sunday. He had five innings pitched. He had nine strikeouts. He had seven walks. That's that's not a line you want to look at. It's not that great, but it's not also that bad. Braden Tucker comes in, four innings pitched, only one strikeout and only one walk. Interesting line. Um you know what the caveat is here? What is that? Oh, there's no hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combined no hitter for the Indiana Hoosiers, McCade Brown and Braden Tucker, the Indiana Hoosiers. A little no-no action? Just a little no-no action. Just just a casual no-no. No biggie. A lot of walks. Didn't matter. No one got in. I, we just talked about it. Like We talked about every single team having hitters and dudes and just hitting bombs as a team as a whole. So anytime there's a no hitter, we're going to highlight it. It's, it's, it's hundred percent going to happen because um, one, it's a rare feat in the game of baseball, but two, this season, it just feels like it is a hitters league across the board. So shout out Indiana, a little combined no, no going. Yeah. And, it, and it's weird. Cause like you said, it's a hitters league right now, but I feel like if not every week, every other week, we're talking about someone that had a no hitter or a combined no hitter. Like it's, it's very weird. There's been one nearly every week. It's it's pretty crazy. But shout out to McCade Brown, Braden Tucker, Indiana. No hitting Illinois today on Sunday. So congrats. That's a big feat. So Des, who's your first player of the week? Yeah, I got three for the week, and I'll start with a pitcher. Um, Mr. Connor Cook, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns against Arkansas State. He goes complete game shutty. Only gave up two hits, no walks, 12 strikeouts. And like I said, if if you're doing that, you're going complete game shutouts, 12 Ks, you're on my list automatically. Just pencil it in. I don't care who you play. If you're doing that, you're on my list. Easy. It's easy. It's it's honestly, you see that line, you're like, yep, write it down, put it in the notes. It's easy. It's gonna be there. Just put it on the board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like we said, hitters league and all these pitchers are coming in and they're just shoving. And then you have the pitchers that give up, I don't know, 18 runs to Arkansas. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my next player of the week, and I'm going to stay on brand here, is a team. It's a whole team. There it is. And it's, a, it's another easy one, guys. It's the Georgia Bulldogs. You come in and you put up, what, 14 and nine runs in your two wins against the Vanderbilt Commodores, the ones that have Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, the team that can't lose, 
they're human. They bleed. They bleed just like we do. So, yeah, the Georgia Bulldogs, 14 and nine runs. And what was it? That's let's just do some math here. 23 to three in those two wins. That's that's a line. That's that's a lot of runs against a team that has pitchers out the ass. That definitely works. So my Georgia Bulldogs this weekend are my team of the week, player of the week, whatever you want to call them. Georgia. Incredible. That's who you got next. So my final two spots um, are usually weighted. The last person I name is usually my favorite player of the week. So I'm going to say props to me for being the bigger unbiased Big J journalist by going with Ivan Melendez here in this spot. Uh, For the University of Texas, he has seven homers in the last six games. He's not only – when I say seven home runs, these are not cheap home runs. These are 445-foot to 475-foot bombs to dead center over the batter's eyes with exit velos of like 110 to 115. He's not getting cheap home runs at the dish. He's absolutely hitting mammoth moonshots that are – honestly, I was a little bit worried that Russia thought – a missile was incoming because he was putting these balls into orbit and it was that scary. I was like, Oh my God, the Russian satellite systems are going to think we sent a missile at them because this ball is in orbit and it's never coming back. So Ivan carrying the horns to a sweep this weekend. We didn't touch on it on the first segment, uh, beating Kansas state um, pretty damn handedly. And the same Kansas state wildcats that beat tech, and so the horns are vibing. Ivan is vibing. This team may be a top three team tomorrow morning. And he got my number two spot for player of the week, Ivan Melendez. Yeah. And are they calling him the Hispanic Titanic? The Hispanic Titanic. And that's, that's one of incredible. the coolest nicknames in all of college sport. I'm pissed my teammates never called me that. But I also incredible. was a king of topspin and only hit doubles <laughs> off the wall. So I guess when you hit seven homers in six straight games, and they've all were over like 440 feet. You can a Hispanic Titanic. If you haven't already, follow at Pod on Twitter because the pimp job that the Hispanic Titanic gave today for his seventh home run in six games. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was like butter. It was so good. It was so nonchalant, but it was so disrespectful at the same time. It was incredible. I loved because- every second of watching it. I've watched it like six times. The ball, the ball was flying dead center over the hitter's eye. He's just like, yeah, yeah. Here's here's this pimp job. Look at this. Just Amazing. gonna drop the bat. It, Amazing. It was a little set down and then drop at the same time. Uh, if was, you know what I'm hard. talking about, you can visualize it. But it it was great. Ivan Hispanic Titanic, incredible nickname. Incredible. It can't get much better than that. It, I don't think it can get better than that. But yeah, seven home runs, six games. Anytime you do that it'll probably get you on the player of the week list. And absolutely for this next guy Des, I believe he might've done the same thing. Yeah. Um, number one this week, Mr. Josh Jung, um, seven homers and six games, 15 on the year for his Texas tech red Raiders. Now 15 bombs in the dead bat era in April in 29 is, games is stupid. Absolutely stupid. Jung has some 
serious, serious, serious pop. And he did it against TCU. And we, we highlighted this series and we said, Hey, this, this series kind of shows who's, who's about it in the big 12 and dropping game one and then winning the next two. I, I can't, Texas tech is not doing that without this dude. And, and John is just putting up monster numbers. Uh, if you go to, to our Twitter page and you go to Texas tech's Twitter page, it, it's literally just a highlight reel for him. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it's Jace, Jace John, not Josh. John. Yep. Jace John, my bad. Uh, Jace, but it's, the kid's got mad pop. He's a, he's a lefty. He's just dropping the hammer on it. And we're just seeing RBIs and bombs flying out for this Raider Raider. Yeah. And it, according to D1 baseball, they're 22 and seven. It's 29 games. He's hitting just over more than a home run every other game. That's, and he's got 40 plus RBIs and he's hitting over 400. Like disgusting. It's so gross. These, these guys coming in and they're staying for three four years in college and they're just hitting tanks left and right they're mammoths they're so much larger than humans should be and they hit the ball farther than humans should be able to hit it so yeah shout out to jay's john anytime you're doing seven home runs in six games you're getting a shout out and if you got 15 on the season it's pretty damn good pretty damn good someone hits 15 bombs in a season they're like wow i had a really good season Jace Jung over here is like, yeah, we're about halfway through, brother. We're gonna we're gonna keep hitting 15 more <laughs> next in the next half. So Jace Jung, incredible. Raider Raiders, great weekend for them. So I believe his brother played at tech. It's a whole family affair. I Jung's. think I think I think so. I'm gonna look that up while we uh go to the next the next thing. Yeah, so next week we got three pretty good ranked matchups. We got Currently number one, Vandy. They won't be number one tomorrow when you're hearing this, but it is what it is. And number six, Tennessee. They could be six. They could be five. I don't know how much they're going to shake around the top five after this weekend, but Vandy's going to Tennessee, and Vandy just lost at home to Georgia. And we've talked about it. We talked 10-plus minutes on Vandy. So Vandy is either going to get their shit together and rock Tennessee or we're going to have a tight-ass match, and we're going to have a rubber match on Sunday. It's going to be fun either way, I think, because Vanderbilt, when they're rocking, is just – it's they're a machine. So it's it's really fun to watch a machine just do its business and go about its wins like that. But it's even more fun when the machine has some problems. The gears stop shifting, and Tennessee might get in their gears. I don't know. So Tennessee, Vandy, it's probably going to be a top-five matchup, I think, maybe a top-six, but – I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Tennessee really has. This is their first incredibly true test because Florida, we've already stated frauds. Vandy is not a fraud and they won't be on the frauds list this entire season. I don't believe just their number one, two guys are just too good. They're too good to be put on the frauds list, but Tennessee prove us wrong. I don't know. I, uh, before I, before I place, my vote. Did you did you pick a team or did you just sidestep picking a team there? I was gonna see what you were gonna say. Okay. Um, to touch back, Jace Jung, I called him Josh Jung. Josh Jung was his older brother who went number eight overall to the Rangers, who's the All-American at Texas Tech. So 
Makes sense. Um, the family rakes. Absolutely. If your brother's going number eight overall and then you come to tech and you follow it up with just, you know, tied, tied with the most home runs in the country, uh, family just rakes. So my Seems bad, good. Jace. I'm, I'm sure you've been called Josh multiple times. Not the first time, but I will put more respect on your name, Jace. Um, for this matchup, I'm going to take Vandy. I just – I can't see them dropping back-to-back series. I, I talked about earlier – uh, I've lived through that pressure before. It's tough, but these guys are battle battle veterans and, and they have the right coaching staff and the right mindset. I'm taking, I'm taking Vandy. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I was, I was pausing for a second just because I really want to pick Tennessee because I'm an agent of chaos. I agree. Agent I, of I chaos. I want to, I want to. It's just. But it's not the right pick. And right you pick. and I both know it. So yeah, Vandy's the pick there. And then. Moving on to the Big 12. We've got a little Oklahoma State Cowboys at TCU, Horn Frogs. So, TCU, they're going to need to bounce back. They didn't have a great weekend, but they didn't have a miserable weekend, to say the least. Um, and Oklahoma State, they played UNC Wilmington. They, they were just fine. They put up 10 runs in both of their uh, last two wins, Saturday and Sunday. I think they're good, but I think they're the tier below – Texas and Texas Tech right now in the Big 12. They're they're not the top two teams and they're 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 three and four, respectively. So I'm excited to see what Oklahoma State can bring to uh Fort Worth. And I'm excited to see if uh the Horn Frogs can bounce back and put it all together for a weekend. I'm not sure what they're gonna do, but I I think I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm going Oklahoma State. That's a uh, that's a bold statement, my friend. I'm not gonna be joining you on that on that limb. Um, I have a. I don't think Oklahoma State has really, other than playing Vanderbilt, their schedule has been very soft, and they've been beating those teams, which they should be, and I respect that. But TCU coming off a bitter taste in their mouth, losing the series to Tech. I don't see Schaussnagel and the boys losing back-to-back series. Um, it's a big weekend to see if Oklahoma State's for real or not, because I do think they're in that second tier. I think I think it's Texas, Texas Tech, TCU in the Big 12, and then Oklahoma State. I think there's a there's a clear gap gap before I say then Oklahoma State. Um, but they could they could come out this weekend and if they win the series, then I'll think okay, this team is a, a legitimate force in the Big 12. But until then. I just have to go with the team that's been playing good baseball, and that's TCU. I, I think they're a better team and program uh, with no disrespect to Oklahoma State when I say that. But um, I think TCU sweeps Oklahoma State. Wow. All right. There you go. We're going against each other on the, the Big 12 series. And honestly, I went with Oklahoma State because that's the first team that I thought might win too. That's, that's all it was. I, I think TCU – might have another skid because they've had a skid earlier in the season. They could have another one. It's it's very easy for teams like that that have started off on skids to find another one. So Oklahoma State, TCU, it's going to be a fun matchup, Big 12. And uh, with our final matchup of the week, it's the biggest one. It's the best one. 100%. It's the best rivalry in college baseball. It's the best rivalry in college football. People don't like to watch it. People don't like to care about it. But it's it is what it is. Ole Miss is traveling to Starkville 
to play my Mississippi State Bulldogs. And you know which way I'm leaning? We know. You know Everyone you know, knows. As an unbiased national college baseball journalist, I'm going with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And, and it shouldn't be a surprise to any of you listening at this point. We're six episodes in. You should know by now. We talk about it every week. Mississippi State's going to win the series. I don't know by how much, but they're going to win it. They're going to do it. They're going to do the thing. And I know, I know Des is plotting back here because he's smiling. He's laughing. He's, he's going to make me say something very mean about Ole Miss. I know it's happening. I don't know. What are you going to say, Des? No, I'm, I'm just – I'm excited to see this matchup because when we record next Sunday night, you'll either be the happiest kid in the planet or you'll be the most pissed off kid on the planet. So for our sake, I hope Mississippi state wins. They're at home. They are the better team. They have the pitching that Ole Miss doesn't have. If I was Vegas, I would be setting the over unders like at 30 runs. Cause it's just going to, I honestly, I honestly think it's just going to be a, hitting weekend the ball's been flying out throughout the southeast but i will go with your mississippi state bulldogs i think they are the better team and program and even though ole miss has the better uniforms and the beer showers (laughs) i will take your mississippi state bulldogs this weekend now i'm very surprised by that pick after all the fighting words that you said in the group chat this weekend i was very well prepared for a little ht but I, I, I'm glad to have you on my side. As as long as I have you right here, I'm I'm very happy to have you here. Yes. No, yeah, like you said, Mississippi State, they have a pitching staff. Ole Miss's pitching staff is a little banged up. The balls are flying. Home runs are being hit. Ole Miss has been the better hitting team over the season, but the last six games, last seven games, I guess, Mississippi State has been hitting quite a few home runs and doubles and triples here, so – I'm excited to see what happens. It's very fun. And I will also say that Ole Miss hasn't beat Mississippi State in like 1,100 days. So not a big deal. Um, Governor's Cup isn't happening this year for some reason. So they're not going to uh, Hattiesburg or wherever they – Pearl, I can't remember. They play the Governor's Cup. It doesn't matter. Mississippi State's won the last like five. But it also doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, it's always a really good series. This, ha- this year it happens to be in Starkville. And um, the last time that happened – Luke Alexander walked him off on Sunday in the Sunday Blacks in the like 11th inning on my birthday weekend. It's a pretty good birthday weekend. If I'd say myself, Super Bowl dog weekend. There's going to be a lot of people there. It'll be 13,000 plus, I'd assume, in the, in the dudes. So it's going to be rocking. There will be absolutely zero beer showers unless they're trying to make fun of them and they happen to do one, and then it'll be great. But we're going to have to leave that for next week. Mississippi State at Ole, or Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Vandy at Tennessee and Oklahoma State at TCU. We got some good series next weekend. We do. And there's going to be chaos. It's college baseball. There's chaos left, right, up the middle, down the middle, in the sky, on the floor. It just keeps happening. Chaos is everywhere. So for me, Stoney, my co-host, Des, this has been another episode of the Road to Omaha pod. If you haven't followed us on Twitter at Road to Omaha pod or Apollo at Apollo HOU on Twitter, go ahead and do so. Hit the subscribe button, five-star review, write a review. Tell me how much you like Ole Miss, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. Just, just think about it. <laughs> and, and everyone, Texas is back. 100%. Texas is back. Texas is back. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you guys.